everyone, I'm Ari Meglin, here with Rachel Pauley, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode 13, and this week's question is, should authors add themselves to their novels? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. If you enjoy our episode, please give it a like. So today we are discussing the idea of authors adding themselves into their books. Obviously, if your book is a memoir or an autobiography, then it's kind of a givens that you'll be featured. But what about fiction novels? What do you think about writers adding themselves as a character? Rachel, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's okay to add a little bit about yourself into a character, like little quirks, some likes and dislikes, and other smaller things like that. I think it develops the character in a unique way as long as the character stays true to their fictional self and it makes sense within the plot and story. I like that, the fictional self. I think that's a very important term because it is fiction, so it should have fictional characters. I have always been personally against the idea of dropping yourself in as a full-on character. I think it's it can become quite a common habit amongst young writers first starting out who will often either directly or indirectly create a main character around themselves. And it could come from the old adage, write what you know, because people know themselves mostly and that can become quite a natural extension to base a character on yourself however I do suggest this is just and this is just my personal opinion that if you want to be a professional writer that you need to make the effort not to do this I agree with that I think adding yourself into a character a little bit is fine but to base the whole character off of yourself I think that's a bit much with that said, writing what you know, obviously, you know your likes and your dislikes and you know little quirks and there are little bits about yourself that you can write about. For example, I have an anxiety disorder. So it's easier for me to write a character with an anxiety disorder because I can base my character's anxiety attacks from what I've experienced. But on the other hand, just because that's how I go through it, it doesn't necessarily mean that other people go through it but I'm just writing what I know. For example, my female protagonist in my mystery series shares some traits as me. She's a clean freak and she's also a writer, but she's not a writer because I'm a writer. She's a writer because it actually makes sense to the story and advances the plot in a few instances. I think that's, that's a good point. It's traits, isn't it? It's not that character is you. It's that character has traits that you know how to share. So by peppering pieces of yourself into a character adds some realism because after all, rather than just creating a character that is, you know, fully yourself, by just adding in little pieces of your, of your experiences, your reactions, your morals, quirks, anything like that, that's where realism comes from. And I, I think that is the issue when you get these characters that are fully you know, the writer. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it always happens this way, but as I said, a lot of younger new writers do that. And I think it's just almost instinctive to put themselves in because they know how they react, they know their personal experiences. And I think the older you get and the more experiences you have and draw inspiration from, it can make a difference to create a more believable character. However, there is one way that I know that adding yourself into a novel can work. I have known writers who have almost created a persona that they added to their work. So the real them was not the character, but a fake persona they had created. 
sometimes even in the way of being the writer self that was quite distinct from the real self. So that character may have even had their name, it may have had their looks and their quirks, but it will have still been a fake persona. And that's what made it work. No, actually, I like how you mentioned uh, the looks of the character. Regardless of whether you base the character off of yourself or not, don't make the character look like you. Or don't make the character look like anybody you know in real life. I'm sure you've seen in, well, I don't know who reads the copyright of books. I do sometimes. But I don't know if you've noticed that most books will say, oh, any fictional person or place or thing that's within this book, if it resembles a real life thing, it's purely accidental or coincidental and it's all fiction. But that that isn't always necessarily the case. You need to be careful about that because if you try to base a character off of yourself or off of somebody that you know and you make them exactly like them and you make them look like them, not everybody's going to like that. Yeah, and also there is a legal part of that because that part that you mentioned at the beginning, that it, it's put there, but it's not as, as legally protected as people think. Just shoving that in and then going, I'll just write a character about somebody I know. If they recognize themselves with that disclaimer at the front or not, you can still be hit with legal action. Oh, yeah. And nobody wants that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> not as poor writers who have no money for legal fees. Right, exactly. Writing is hard enough. We don't need that on our options. (laughs) But going back to the persona, it's almost like creating a fan fiction character of yourself. When I was younger, I so badly wanted the X-Men to be real. And I often wrote fan fiction with myself in the story as a mutant because I couldn't go on these grand adventures with my favorite fictional characters. I created them myself and pretended to go on these journeys. So writing a book is similar to that, but with original ideas. And yeah, you might want to personally save the world, but it's hard to put 100% of yourself into the story, especially for reasons like I just said. You don't want people to recognize you. True. And some of the problems of adding yourself as a character is that not everybody wants to read about you. (laughs) Young writers especially can fall into the trap of this and then end up creating the Mary Sue's Marty Stews, which is the terms used to describe overly perfect, idealized characters. And the problem with that is these are unrelatable characters with no real redeeming qualities and can often be quite boring to anyone outside of the writer who's reading it. So it's okay creating that kind of character to add yourself into a story if it's for your benefit, if it's for your hobby, just you writing a story for for your enjoyment alone. But if you want to turn that into a novel and sell that, you don't really want to be doing that. Right, exactly, because if you put your full self into the novel as the main character, it's going to be tricky not to create a Mary Sue or a Gary Stew. I call it Gary Stew. You call it Marty Stew, which I think is funny. I think it's because um, Mary, Mary and Marty. I think that's that's how I was always told it. So it's like I have heard Larry Stew as well. So this, this oh, really, this, yeah, there's a lot of these guys around apparently. <laughs> apparently so. See, I always heard Gary Stew because Mary and Gary they they rhyme. <laughs> At least that's a whole new that's a whole new podcast where we argue over whether it's Gary Stu, Marty Stu, or Larry Stu. <laughs> I know. We just needed a whole nother episode where we argue the differences between the US and the UK. Oh yeah. Yeah. We already that's discussed coffee versus tea. 
<laughs> Discuss. I, I mean, he did the bit. <laughs> Let's be honest. If we'd have been in the same room, there would have been hair pulling. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would have hid all of my tea in my house and just been like, nope, the only thing you can drink is coffee. <laughs> so mean. <sighs> you gotta try it. Have you ever tried it? I, I, I can't because the stench of it keeps me away. I don't understand how you people can get past the overpowering stench of coffee to go, mmm, tastes great. I just, I don't get it. You're all weird. Just for this, I'm going to base a character off of you in my next novel and I'm going to make her love coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, expect a lawsuit. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's true. Never mind. <laughs> All right, but anyway, back to Mary Sue. It is tricky because if you create, if you put your full self as a character, it's hard not to make yourself a Mary Sue or a Gary Sue because you want yourself to be the best. And, you know, nobody's trying to be arrogant here, but it's true. You want yourself to be the best. You want yourself to save the world. So you're going to create the picture-perfect character for yourself of yourself you want them to be okay and to save the world or whatever the objective is. However, characters do need to think outside the box and do something different to push the plot forward and surprise your readers. Exactly. I think it's totally cool to create strong characters that save the world as long as there is a balance so that they do need the vices and the virtues, they do need the strengths and the weaknesses, and they have to be believable even in fantasy. So if you're creating a character that's based on yourself and it's a teenage genius with a PhD in quantum mechanics and a black belt in jujitsu and they're also telekinetic, throwing in the odd weakness won't create a balanced, believable character because of all that extra gumph. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, like the whole genre. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to base a character off of yourself in, um, I don't know, mainstream fiction, but to do fantasy or something. Yeah, anything is possible. Anything is possible in any fiction. Yeah. But, but you do need to have some sort of realism in there. Exactly. It's, it has to be relatable, believable, and realistic. You know, even, even with the characters riding dragons, it still has to be centered in a sort of realism in a, in a way. And another issue that can come up with adding yourself is that people might disagree with how your character acted or reacted you know, their stance on things. And those readers then may attribute what was done and said by that character to you, the person, even if you have added yourself, but then added extra bits that's not exactly like that. It still reflects you. Well, that's the thing. You need everything to be believable, even though it is fiction. And it's true because it doesn't matter whether your character does or doesn't do something. There will always be some people who will think, oh, that's it's funny. Oh, that's brilliant. And then there will be other people who just think, well, that's not possible. That wouldn't happen. They wouldn't do this. And it doesn't matter if it happens to you in real life or not. Like there will be people out there who believe you or they don't believe you. But you don't want to add yourself as a character, especially if your readers know you personally. I knew an author once who based the entirety of her protagonist off herself. When talking about her novel, instead of saying my character did this, she would say I did this. It wasn't necessarily a fun conversation to have, and it forces your reader to look at the character in a totally different light, making it harder for them to grasp the main concepts of what the character is supposed to do for the story. I think it comes down to 
don't make your characters full embodiments of yourself. I'm sorry to say this, but most people don't want to read about you, even the hyped up version of you. They may be extensions of your psyche, they may have qualities and traits that you possess, but I think they need to be thinned out. I don't think giving them most of your traits is a good idea. There needs to be a distinct difference between you and that character. It should not be you. So to summarise, both of us feel that it's not a good idea to make yourself a character in your novel. I mean, it comes down, I mean, the whole thing, it comes down to, it's your novel, it's your story, you do what you feel is best, but to us personally, I think it's cool to add a little bit of yourself, but not the entirety of you. I think, I think if you are doing that, you need to ask yourself why. Why do you feel that you need to add yourself as a character? Is it because you're struggling to create a character that's different? Is it because the main character shows similar traits to you? That can work. You can start off with yourself as the character and then mold them into something else. Start taking out some of the traits, start putting in some weaknesses. It doesn't have to be this kind of, you know, photocopy of yourself. Even if that's how you start out, just to give you almost like a paper doll to work on. I mean, honestly, when you create a character, you got to let them roll with it themselves because I know they're fictional, but they're real. That's That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. They they do take on almost like a life of their own, and there already is you. So, do you need another you as a character building right. up? And yeah, and you're not cloning <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think that's it. It's it's just be aware of why you think you need to add yourself as a character. Be aware that a lot of readers aren't big on seeing char- uh, seeing writers as characters. That being said, this is just our opinion. And if you decide to completely disregard it, feel free. (laughs) We're not experts. We pretend we are, but we're not. Oh, God, no. No, no. (laughs) Okay, we're going to end it there. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Do let us know your own thoughts about whether writers should or shouldn't add themselves into their own novel. We'd love to hear from you. Leave it in the comments or... Tag us on Twitter using the hashtag The Merry Writer Podcast. If you want to get some extra content, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash The Merry Writer Podcast, where you can support our show and get yourself some great rewards. Tune in next week for another episode of The Merry Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Scribbled Notes. Our handwriting is awful. The music, titled Inspired, is by Kevin MacLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.